Hi, I'm your host, Micah, and this is another episode of Life and Moto, where we talk about not only life, but a little bit more moto, and everything in between, and what it takes to balance both moto and life. On today's episode, we're going to dive into the world of desert racing and some of the things that are maybe needed, maybe you need to know about, or just some basic information that you may or may not have known. And I want to start by saying I'm a huge supporter of the Sidra organization, but I am not a spokesman of the organization in any way, shape, or form. I'm just a guy here to help you get interested in the idea of it and maybe explore it as another option, as well as maybe get you out there racing with me. Okay, so let's dive into a couple of the reasons for me why I enjoy to race and participate in Sidra. For me, number one, it's kind of like that solitude, being out there on your own. You have to push yourself. You have to make yourself drive to that next checkpoint or, you know, get to the next waypoint or even just to get to that e-gas because sometimes three miles can be the biggest challenge for yourself. It's the biggest mental biggest struggle in making yourself actually commit to doing it. For a lot of us out there, the solitude is amazing, but it's when you're being pushed to your limits and pushed to your abilities that will bring out this beast within you. And that's the best part about it. That's one of the biggest things for me. I also truly, truly just enjoy a lot of the camaraderie the spending time with each other, you know, the evening before the race, everybody usually gets together, there's bonfires, there's just everybody around, and it's amazing, especially being a guy that's not real social, not a guy that's out there just chatting it up, other than now the new podcast, (laughs) but with that being said, it's a great opportunity for anybody that has, like, wanted to adventure, you know, get into exploring some new areas of Idaho, maybe just getting out there. That's the biggest thing, just getting out there. This is one of the easiest ways I feel to get your, you know, get your feet wet. Citra is amazing. They've come a long ways. They're always improving. They're always getting better. It is something that a lot of us kind of overpass just because you hear desert, 100 miles, and it can be intimidating. But that's the great thing about Citra is they have so many different classes and experience levels that you can get out there as a new rookie, never raced the desert, you know, maybe rode it a few times with your buddies or, you know, kind of wanting to adventure into it and see the new areas and the new developments of where you could go and what could be new. They make it perfect for you. They will give you the right class. Everybody's friendly. They'll walk you through it. They have the options there if you don't have the right stickers or if you don't have the access to getting to the Sidra or getting to, or not necessarily getting to Sidra, but in some cases, there's posts online about, hey, who needs a ride? <laughs> but the best thing is they have like the stickers, the options if you didn't get your AMA card or if you didn't get involved with Sidra before you got there. They have day memberships. You know, it's not this big drug out ordeal. They have everything there, they have people there, and everybody's always, always willing to help you. For me, I've had some crazy experiences. I've, you know, crashed many times out there just going too fast, going too hard. But 
I've always been able to feel secure in knowing that even if I am by myself and I was to crash, they have what's called sweepers. Now, these sweepers, they're volunteer. And I want to remind you, everything about Citra is volunteer. It is not a paid organization. It is not a organization that, you know, is out to just get your money and then leave you high and dry. That's the great thing about it. There is so many great people that are volunteering their time, following up with the race. They will literally follow through. I have seen on many different occasions, and being a sweeper even on a couple events myself, we will always either go a step above and beyond or figure out a way to get you through and get you to that finish line. That was kind of the biggest thing for me, especially getting back into it after so many years of not racing, not riding. But the key thing I want to express and like kind of get out there is that it's awesome. You see so many cool areas. I've been riding the deserts and riding the southwest Idaho area, and I feel like every time I go and do a race, I'm seeing a new section of the desert or finding a new trail or finding a new single track. And for me, like that's huge, just the exploration of it. But... I mean, everybody's new at this. Everybody's going to want to come into this new. Or maybe you've been riding in the desert for a long time, and now you're ready to start pushing your limits. Well, this is the great, great opportunity for that. But please and please, I reiterate this, always, always be safe and never ride above your head. If you have questions or if you need to maybe get a little extra rise in, that's the cool thing is. Sidra has clubs and members and organizations and just people in general that are willing to say, hey, I'm going out here this weekend, or I'm going out there this weekend. Would you like to go? We can work on maybe this or maybe that. And, of course, I'm always out and about, and I'm always riding. I may sometimes have my kid, but I'm always out and about riding. And if you come up to me, I'm more than willing to say, hey, yeah, like I know where a technical section is, or, hey, let's go try this section, see how you do, and kind of help you progress yourself to where maybe you're out there whooping on me on the desert. Um the biggest thing is a lot of people just don't see it for what it is. They see dirt bikes and they think it's like ego driven, testosterone driven. But I tell you what, it is not only family related, but you have the kids. The minis and the kids are what makes Sidra what it is. They are troopers. And they have such great designed courses for children that they can get out there, experience a little bit of desert racing, not over their heads. And have fun. And that's awesome. Plus, there's now a bigger and growing women's division. And I'd like to eventually have a couple of the women that do the Sidra classes and Sidra races on the podcast and get to that point where they can give you their insight. But just from an outsider's point of view, to see it, it is so awesome how far desert racing has come. And how it's not just your typical men's only sport. And how... They've broken into having women's classes and divisions and, you know, just driving that home is huge, especially for a father of a daughter who eventually wants to ride desert. But I don't know. There's had so many different cool experiences. I've gotten to, you know, be out there when Heat Waves was out there doing, you know, some of their stuff. I've gotten to do national events with them. And I've never came away from a race and just said, what the heck? Or what was I thinking? Because even on the one time I had a really bad race and a bad experience where I blew a bike up, yeah, it was long to get getting out of there, but they still were there. There was people there. They were on communication. They were radioing, and they didn't just leave you high and dry. 
That is why Sidra is awesome for anybody that likes to explore. Now, granted, any guy that's been racing the track and wants to give it a shot, please give it a shot. I'll tell you what, it might give you a different perspective on what we go through in the desert and the technicalities and the technical terrain and all the different experiences that you're going to experience. But with that, you've gotten to see a little bit of an insight as to like why I like it. And we're going to kind of dive into a couple of the other things and key reasons why, you know, maybe this could work for you. We're going to go over a couple of the, you know, qualifications for, you know, minors and for adults and go from there and break down to break down a few of the classes and youth and adult and kind of give you some key tips and maybe some knowledge to know ahead of time before you get out there. So let's get started by going over the future of our sport, the kids, and what's kind of needed for either entries or different classes and so forth and go, you know, the keynotes that you need to know as a parent, you know, and kind of go off, touch on a few of the things where you have to be, you know, as a single parent or as married and so forth. But let's first jump into the classes. They start out with all the way from 50cc up to 85cc. And then they also have a big wheel class. And we'll start there. The big wheel class is your 12 to 16 year age group in 75 to 150 cc's. They have it broke down into a couple different options there as well. But the big key note is to note a 19 inch max front and a 16 inch rear. Then we move down to your 85 cc class, which is your 12 to 15 year age group. Those are also 75 to 125 cc with a max 17 inch front and 16 inch rear. Now we're going to move down to the 85cc juniors, which is your age group of 7 to 11. And that is your 75 to 125cc age groups and bike size with another 17-inch front max. Then we jump into the 65 seniors, which is 10 to 11, and that's 59 to 112ccs, and that's got a max of 14-inch front. Then you have 65 junior, which is 7 to 9 and that is a 59 to 112 cc with again a 14 inch front max and 12 inch rear. Then you jump into 50 cc's. That is your age group of 7 to 8, 0 to 50 cc's with a max of 12 inch front and 10 inch rear. Then we jump down to 50 cc junior. These are the little guys. These are the guys that are just rippers. <laughs> Until you've been out there, you won't know what I mean. But this is your age group of 4 to 6, 0 to 51 cc's with a max 10-inch front, 10-inch rear. The cool thing is they actually even have it now for girls. And for the girls, it's a 12 to 16, and that is anywhere from a 75 cc to 150, with a max front of 19 inches and a rear of 16. Now they have your girls junior. This is your 7 to 11, and this is your 52 to 125 cc's with a max front of 17 inches and a rear of 16 inches. So those are just your basic classifications as in bike sizes and age groups. So the big thing now we're going to jump into is some of the like important parental things. And one of the big notes that they do really, really press is that a parent or a legal guardian must be present the entire event. If both parents cannot attend, the minor must present an AMA annual waiver and an authorized adult acting on behalf of the parents or legal guardians must provide a notarized statement 
indicating that they have been given the authority by the parent or legal guardian to be responsible for the minor. For a minor to race in an AMA-sanctioned race, they must have both parents, and I repeat, both parents complete this release. Save everyone a ton of time by doing this online two weeks in advance of any event. It will be good for the remainder of the calendar year. But if you can't get it in time, then both parents must be present and sign in the presence of an event official at the event. That means you both got to go. <laughs> so, and that's kind of a cool thing too, though, because then that makes it, you know, in a roundabout kind of like way, makes both parents have to be there, be involved. And I understand as a single parent that that sometimes isn't the case, or maybe the other spouse isn't involved, and maybe that's something you two have to work on and talk to, and that's the luxuries of life and moto when you talk about that. And maybe coming to a understanding of, like, not only does it help the kid, that there's safety protocols in place, and there's this and that, maybe that's, you know, between you two, but that is something to maybe bring forward. Another key note that I wanted to kind of bring up to everybody's attention is that, once again, I am not a spokesman of SIDRA. These are just some different notes and information that I've gathered from the internet and the resources, but the biggest thing is, if you have any other questions, please go to SIDRAracing.org. There's all kinds of information that like breaks down as to who can be there, who isn't there, and so forth. So if you have any other questions, please, please reach out to them. Get in touch with that website. They have contact information for different parties and different avenues as if you have questions. This is just a way for me to help introduce you to the Sidra world, especially if you have kids that are, like, begging at you and, you know, hounding at you. I want to race. I want to race. and a race. But you're not quite ready for, like, the track, and you want to try something a little, a little softer, a little milder. Maybe it's a little less intimidating for a kid. This is a great avenue to do that. Okay, so we've gone over the youth and what's kind of required in that. Now let's move forward to the big bikes and some of the requirements. The biggest thing I want to kind of express before we get into that a little bit too much is that I want you to know if you're a new beginner and this is a little intimidating, please don't let it get to you. Even at some of the most technical locations, someone is always there to help. So now... We're going to dive into some of the key notes that if you're wanting to get into this and like things you need to think about, especially on a bigger bike, get your bike ready for a desert. You're going to need a big tank that will get you 50 miles before refueling at a race speed and appropriate gearing. Have your jetting and suspension up before the race. There is no pre-riding, so you don't get to see what the race course is like. Make sure your bike is desert legal. This means a spark arrestor that is huge and a state off-road vehicle sticker and silencer that will pass a 96 decibel sound test. These are available at your local modal shops. Out-of-state residents must still get a non-resident off-highway vehicle sticker. You must have protection gear such as helmet, boots, eye protection, pants, and a long sleeve jersey. Goggle, film, tear-offs are not allowed in the desert. That one is a huge, huge thing. If you're out there ripping and tearing up our desert and throwing your, you know, tear-offs, 
we're going to get in trouble. We're not going to have these options. So now the next biggest thing I want you to know is that will also get you disqualified. But roll-offs are okay. One thing I strongly recommend, and they also say, is a hydration pack. It's crucial. You don't realize how much water you need until you're out there. And water is key. But they also offer the Kurt Caselli Foundation Moto Size First Aid Kit, which I highly, highly recommend anybody getting, especially for the new guys, for the people that have even been riding forever. You just never know what could happen. I'm going to break down which class is possibly right for you. You get to also pick out your favorite race number, and we'll kind of dive into it. We'll barely touch it as to, like, some of the requirements. You have to have certain colors for certain classes on your bikes, but the great thing is Sidra also offers sticker numbers. So if you show up, you've got the totally wrong backgrounds, the wrong colors, they have options for you. So now some of the biggest things I want to break down is the divisions and how it works. So you always have your pro AA, and that's most of your pro riders. Those are the guys that are coming from out of state or even some of our local riders. And then from there, it steps down. A class, which is your expert riders are experienced, skillful, and demonstrated exceptional riding ability. And I want to know, please, please do not try to ride over your head by being afraid to admit you are in one of the lower classes. It is safer for you and everybody else out there if you just are honest with yourself. We're going to move now down to B, which is your amateur riders that have had moderate abilities and experiences. C class, novice riders that have the minimum experience. That is crucial. It is awesome. It is also a great way if you've kind of done a race out in the desert or you've kind of dabbled with that, you know, desert riding. Great option. But they also have what's called the sportsman class. This is for your first-time racers or riders that just want to compete just for fun or ride with your kid or friends without the pressure of the higher classes. Riders, I will note, will not receive trophies and series points will not be tracked. The class may have reduced entry fees and course mileage at club's discretion. So what that means is some of the races you'll go out there, instead of having to do the full 100 in the sportsman class, you only have to do the 50, which is awesome. They also have the glass class, which is trophy class. It's an open to an any skill level rider seeking to run reduced mileage time from the other classes. Trophy class will be awarded trophies and year-end points. A racer, a racer cannot race the trophy class and then race Pro AA, A, B, or C in the same event. Those are some of the big, crucial things that you got to think about and know about when you go into this. So with everything we've gone over, talked about, the biggest thing I want to say is don't overthink it. Just get out there and have fun. While out there, maybe check out some of the different clubs and don't be afraid to talk to them. Most everybody out there is super understanding. If you're new, wanting to get curious into a club, you know, kind of inquiring into a different club, they are awesome out there. I also want to note, Sidra is not the only organization out there. It's just a very locally orientated series. So if you're kind of new to the area, kind of new to the whole scene, maybe you want to get your feet wet with getting into the desert, this is your best option. The biggest one is the West Coast is Hair and the Hound series, which covers multiple states for the series. So I hope that 
with all of that being said, kind of everything we've talked about, you know, all of these answers are also all available to be found at SidgerRacing.org. And if you also have other questions, don't be afraid to reach out to me. We are now on Instagram. I'll plug that in a little bit later, but it is Life and Moto Two One. That will be a huge option for anybody that has questions or maybe needs to get some more intel. I can help send you links and so forth. So in closing, I hope I was able to cover this series, share a little bit of my personal experiences. Hopefully you got a good laugh or even just a, what was he thinking? But I also just want to reiterate that I am not a spokesman for Sidra or its affiliates. I'm just trying to share an option and give you just maybe something else to think about other than just trying to ride in your backyard or out of the desert. But also, just if you have any other questions, please visit SidraRacing.org. On tomorrow's episode, I want to go over a couple of the motocross tracks and give a little insight about them and my experiences with each track. And so with that, we're going to close out today's episode. And I just want to remind you, Please, please be safe out there, and don't be afraid to ever reach out. And also, one more new keynote. We are now on Instagram at lifeandmoto21. We look forward to having you stop by, leave a note, leave a comment, give me a little insight, maybe a little bit of an opinion, maybe even next topic. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Life and Moto, where I hope you either learned something new or maybe took away something. Either way, I hope it was a great experience for you. And as always, keep two wheels down and never let life bring you down.